Welcome to Medieval Islamic Medicine. In this series, Peter Pormann will be exploring the medical tradition that developed in the lands of Islam during the medieval period. In our first episode, Peter provides an introduction to the series and outlines the topics we will explore. When we talk about medieval Islamic medicine, we have three terms here, all of which are slightly difficult. I mean, medicine is the easiest. It's basically man's endeavor to stay healthy and when he has lost his health, when his health is in danger, to regain it. So that's easily done. Everybody understands this. This is what we have nowadays and this is what existed throughout history. More difficult are the terms medieval and Islamic. Now, for our purposes, for the purposes of our book, what we did is we defined the medieval period basically from the beginning of Islam and the period just preceding it. So we're talking here, let's say, from the 5th century, or let's say from 500 AD to 1500 AD. Now this definition of time, 500 to 1500, is a classic medieval definition. So you kind of take it from uh, the end of late antiquity towards uh, the beginning of the Renaissance, uh, the uh, discovery of uh, of America or even the fall of Constantinople. So these are kind of two parameters and this is fairly standard. But in many other ways we want to go out of this framework of uh, what the Middle Ages are. So for instance, um, the clocks tick slightly differently in the Islamic world. They have a different calendar, for instance. The the calendar starts with the um, um, in 622 when the Prophet Muhammad leaves um, Mecca for Medina and um, because he has trouble and he has to kind of retreat and to regroup. So this is the beginning of the Muslim calendar and so that they look, they think in different ages and in that case, uh, um, or for this for this reason it is difficult to, to justify the term medieval because our Middle Ages work differently from the Islamic Middle Ages. But just for convenience sake, we're talking from 500 to 1500. Now, Islamic medicine, we talk about a society and um, a geographic area with, which stretches uh, from Spain in the west uh, all to India uh, in the east and even certain bits of China at certain times. So it's a huge geographic area, it's a, it's a huge time frame and obviously Islamic does not in this case mean certain Muslims or certain beliefs. What, what we mean by Islamic uh, medicine or when we use this term Islamic, uh, we mean a certain, well, society, a certain framework, a societal framework which, uh, which provides, uh, so to speak, the backdrop against which people tried to stay healthy and try to regain health. Now, let me just say one or two things about Islamic versus Arabic or Muslim versus uh, Arab. Both these terms are not very satisfactory because what happens is that many of the physicians will talk about are neither Arab nor are they Muslim. So for instance, you have somebody like Ibn Sina, who is a Persian physician, Ibn Sina Avicenna, who is a Persian physician, but he is um, also a Muslim, so not Arab, but Muslim. Or you have like somebody like Maimonides, who could be said to be Arab, although he was born in, uh, in, in Muslim Spain. And um, so he speaks Arabic, his native language is Arabic, 
but uh, he is not a Muslim. He is a Jew. So he's the most important uh, medieval Jewish thing, and the same is true for Christians. So there are many Christians around who are not really ethnically Arab. I mean, they speak Arabic. So in that sense, uh, Islamic is really the most difficult term because it encompasses a society. So the overall framework is like the Muslim society, but not much more is meant by this. It's not like that all people who practice this medicine are Muslims, and uh, nor is it would it be true to say that all these physicians are Arabs. The medieval Islamic world is the world, I mean, Islam starts, as I've already mentioned very briefly, in the early 7th century. So the Prophet Muhammad receives over the period of maybe some 30 years the, his, the revelation, God's revelation, as the Muslims believe, the Quran, the holy, their holy writ. And that happens, let's say, from the 610th to 632 when he dies. And um, the period afterwards, you have like the Umayyad dynasty, pr roughly from 650 to 750, and then the Abbasids. And when we look at uh, the, roughly from 750 to 1250, I mean, this is very rough and ready, but in this period, in this kind of core medieval period uh, within the Islamic world, we're looking basically at the emergence of Islam as a world religion and at the emergence of a massive empire which had tremendous influence uh, on the fate of um, world history. So you can say that, uh, well, I mean, if we engage a little bit in uh, virtual history, if uh, Islam hadn't uh, emerged, what would uh, the world look like nowadays? And would it be completely different? So there's a very central power for the world affairs which emerges in this time. And also a power which had great interest in science, scientific developments, medical developments. And so basically when we look at the, this period, we look at the emergence of the Islamic world, we look at the, the let's say, the apogee of, the, um, of certain Islamic empires and uh, so to speak the heyday of their, their culture. And in that sense it's very interesting to, for us to track down the historical and the social and also the scientific reasons behind these developments. So this is why I think it's uh, important to look at that uh, period of time. If we, in terms of our Western medicine, our university medicine, which uh, I mean, universities was in, in the West were set up from the 12th century, roughly. I mean, medical schools were set up roughly from the 12th century uh, towards the 16th century. And uh, the medicine which was taught in these universities was largely based on, um, on medieval Arabic um, text in Latin translations. So on the one hand, this medieval Islamic medicine is very much... Uh, at the core of our own medical tradition. It's extremely important to understand our own tradition. But on the other hand, it's interesting in its own right because what happened is that although based largely on Greek sources, as we will discuss later on, um, many innovative developments take place uh, during this in medieval Islamic period. And uh, these uh, innovations are crucial in certain medical areas. And so in that sense, um, let's say, for instance, the development of the hospital, the development of um, the recognition of certain diseases, uh, these, uh, this medical progress happens uh, and um, one cannot understand, so to speak, the, 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 the history of uh, medicine as a whole when taking out this really crucial element, which is both linked to our own tradition and, on the other hand, has a genuine 
value in itself and continues even today this medical tradition as we will explore at the end of this program this medical tradition is still practiced today in India Pakistan and many parts of the Muslim worlds and even here in Britain in, in the course of this podcast uh, uh, we shall tell a story the story of the beginnings and the origins of medieval Islamic medicine I will paint a panorama um, of the surrounding cultures, so to speak, which uh, formed the backdrop against which uh, medieval Islamic medicine emerged. Um, and for this emergence, uh, one of the crucial parts is the translation movement. In 8th, 9th and 10th century Baghdad, um, virtually all Greek medical texts uh, available at that time were translated into Arabic. This is a major um, a movement of major importance uh, which changes, so to speak, the face of uh, uh, medicine uh, forever. And to, this is, uh, this is uh, so to speak, our second station in our journey, in our narrative. Then we'll look uh, a bit at what uh, um, the theory and what the practice of uh, medicine consisted in. What were the ideas that physicians had about health and disease? How did they conceive of the patient? How did they try to remedy um, certain conditions? Um, on the other hand, we'll look at some of the problematic evidence. It's not always clear what exactly happens. And we'll also tackle some of the myths uh, which float around but which are not always true. But then you're like, who are these physicians? They have obviously, they operate within a larger society. They compete against, for instance, women or other practitioners. And we'll look a bit at the, um, the marketplace, the medical marketplace in which uh, these developments take place and in which these physicians and uh, other medical practitioners operate. Um, then we we'll, don't want to neglect uh, an aspect which uh, some Muslim um, some Muslims nowadays are particularly uncomfortable with. Uh, and this is the popular medicine as it also existed uh, within the medieval Islamic world, the use of magic and incantations uh, in order to regain health, in order to avoid curses as well, and also some use of religious text uh, for uh, in order to provide uh, relief from, um, from pain and illness. Uh, and finally, we'll briefly look at how this uh, tradition this medieval Islamic tradition which existed during the Middle Ages continues uh, in the West during the Renaissance, uh, during the Middle Ages and the Renaissance in the West, uh, and also continues uh, in many Muslim countries today. So this is the afterlife, the continuing tradition um, as it impacts our daily lives even today. In our next episode, Peter looks at the cultures and traditions from which medieval Islamic medical theory and practice emerged. Peter's book, Medieval Islamic Medicine, written with Emily Savage-Smith, is now available. <laughs>